All right, we're going to begin this funeral service with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we come at a time when our hearts are heavy with sorrow and, and doubt, even Lord, about future things. And yet, Lord, we know that it's all in your hands. And so we ask, Lord, for help and for grace to leave things in your hands and to trust you. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us today as we say final goodbyes, Lord, in our hearts and in our minds. And yet, at the same time, we cling to our, our fond memories. But Lord, help us most of all to cling to the truth that you have given us and communicated to us in your word, because we know that without the truth, Lord, everything is just a facade, a lie. And God, may you help each one today. And if any Lord is not trusting in you, that they may do so before this day ends. And we ask, Lord, that you will help us because we need your help. And we give you the thanks, Lord, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <clears throat> We're here today because of someone that we loved. She loved us, too. Helen Dunn who was born on September the 26th, 1920, in Oberlin, Kansas, to James and Anna Catherine. And I didn't ask you how to pronounce their last name, so I'm not going to try. And she passed away at, home, at her earthly home a few days ago on February 27th. She married Vernie Dunn Jr. on November the 10th, 1945 in Kansas, and he preceded her in death in January of 1982. She's survived by her daughter, Lenore, two grandsons, several nieces and nephews, very special friends, Lacey, Homer, and Ashley, and Zane. and Tamara, and myself, and of many people who helped take care of her, healthcare workers and nurses in the last years of her life. <clears throat> and she was preceded in death by her son, Philip, in 1972, and several sisters. She was a member of Pleasant Plains Missionary Baptist Church. She enjoyed rummage sales and garage sales. She worked as a self-employed janitor for many years, cleaning at surrounding businesses. And her body will be laid to rest today. Her spirit's already at rest with her Lord. 
And we've asked them to <clears throat> play a hymn at this moment, so we'll go ahead and listen to that. <clears throat> If you're not familiar with that hymn, it's called Blessed Assurance, <clears throat> and I pray before the end of the day you'll have the assurance it's talking about because of Jesus Christ <clears throat> being your Savior. I want to read a passage of Scripture. that records an incident in the earthly ministry of Jesus and a, a short sermon that he preached. And whenever a, a preacher of the Word of God has the opportunity to, 
to preach at a time like this. He has at least two responsibilities to comfort the sorrowing children of God and to warn those who live in disobedience to God. And by God's grace, I hope to do that today. But I want to read in the Gospel of Luke chapter 4, and Jesus had just completed his time of being tempted in the wilderness. And it says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his manner was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bare him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. What whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily or truly I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, except unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city, and led him unto the brow of the hill whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. And I want to make mention of some things here with this in mind, this incident that occurred in the ministry and the life of our Lord Jesus Christ when he preached at the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. And he made mention of one poor widow from Old Testament times. And here he was, he was in his hometown where he grew up with his mother, Mary, and the one that everybody assumed was his father, Joseph. And they all thought they knew a whole lot about him. And in reality, they didn't know him at all. 
And Jesus, he made reference to this one particular widow who had lived during the life and the ministry of the prophet Elijah. And this widow to whom Jesus referred was distinguished not by being a widow because as Jesus pointed out, there were many widows in those days. Not because she was a poor widow because poverty was common in those days. As Jesus said, there was a famine that had lasted three and a half years. She wasn't even distinguished because she was one of the children of Israel, the, the nation that God highly favored in Old Testament times with the, the special knowledge that he gave them of himself, he being the, the one and only true living God, while all the other nations served idols. This widow woman was herself even a citizen of a, of a pagan nation. What distinguished this widow that Jesus mentioned was God sent his faithful witness in those days, the prophet Elijah, to her house, and she received him. Elijah was unwelcome in his own nation, his own country, the people who should have welcomed him, who should have gladly heard his preaching and repented of their waywardness from God. And, but he was honored and received by a poor widow woman from another country. Our friend, someone who's been a member of the flock of God in Pleasant Plains that I've had the wonderful privilege of having the spiritual watch care over the last couple of decades, Helen, she was a widow when I first met her, and she already had been for several years. And like the widow woman to whom Jesus referred, had one surviving child, was not wealthy in what this world calls wealth. She was not a famous person. She was not a member of any large or popular organizations. But she was a recipient of God's distinguishing favor. And one of the things we learn from the Bible and from this sermon that Jesus preached himself in the synagogue in his hometown is how the people of his hometown reacted and responded to the truth that Jesus proclaimed to them is that those who are the recipients of God's blessings and God's distinguishing favor are seldom highly regarded or sought after or honored by this world. But that doesn't change what God thinks of them. Doesn't change what God does for them. Doesn't change what God does with them and through them. That was true of the widow woman of the town of Sarepta that Jesus mentioned from the heathen nation state of Sidon to whom Jesus made reference. I believe it was true of our departed loved one, Helen. 
Now the widow woman to whom Jesus referred was blessed with a visit from God's messenger, the prophet Elijah. Now not everybody was fond of him. In fact, the king of his own country hated him so much when he met him, he said, have you found me, mine enemy? And not even the many widows of Israel who lived at that time that Jesus was talking about, even though they were citizens of the nation that was supposed to be the followers of, of the true God, who claimed that they had the knowledge of the true God, they didn't receive that blessing, right? Jesus said he wasn't sent to any of their homes. It's unpopular in today's religion to say that God would bless one person and not bless others in the same way. But Jesus revealed that was true in the case of the widow of Sidon. You know, what's also true is a lot of people don't want God's blessing. Whether they are willing to admit it or not. But God did send his prophet to her and not to others. Now, I want to warn you, dear ones, that if you take God's blessings for granted, then you will not have them. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, ask and seek and knock. Now, we all realize if we were to go somewhere to someone's house that we were supposed to meet them at and we, we didn't get out of the car and we didn't go up and knock on the door, we wouldn't end up going in, would we? Don't take God's blessings for granted. The people of Jesus' day, of his very hometown, they took a lot of things for granted. They made a lot of assumptions. They thought because of who they were, because of their, who their ancestors were, because of their faithful attendance. I mean, here they were. They were at synagogue on Sabbath day, right? That that made them the distinguished recipients of God's favor. But when God's favorite his own son, Jesus Christ, was there preaching the truth to them, revealing their own hearts to them by the word of God. How did they react? What was their response? Did they fall on their faces and say, you're right, Lord. We haven't believed or obeyed you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Be merciful to us, Lord. Show us the way, Lord. Right? Didn't he say when he read from that passage in the, in the book of Isaiah, he said, the, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bring the good news of God to them, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. It's, it's time you know what that expression means, the acceptable year of the Lord? It means right now is the time when God is accepting 
sinners. They don't stay sinners, but he's accepting them. Now, as we read, their response was, they marched Jesus to the top of the local cliff and tried to throw him off head first. They didn't even just try to run him out of town. They wanted to rid the world of him. Well, what is your response to the words of Jesus? When he says to you that you need to turn from your ways because your ways, God says, are sinful. He has no pleasure in them. And that by humbling yourself to receive his messenger that he sent, Jesus, as who he truly is, Lord and Savior of the world, and obey his words, what does your heart say in response? Do you say, Lord, I will. Lord, help me to do it. Or do you say, like these people did and like was said a few years after this by some more people, away with this man. We do not want him. Now, one of the things the Bible talks quite a bit about is widows. God cares about widows. He pays attention to them. Jesus revealed in his sermon, though, that all widows, not even all the poor ones, pay attention to or care about God or God's word and what it says, God's will, God's way. During his ministry, the prophet Elijah bypassed all the widows in the nation of Israel to go to one widow who was a foreigner. The truth that Jesus was revealing to these people in his hometown was they were acting the same way as the people had behaved in Elijah's time. They were rejecting him. That's why he said, a prophet has no honor in his own country. Well, that's why God's word says this to us. We need to hold up our behavior in the light of God's word. How have we done? How have we behaved towards Jesus? We might be like the people there in that synagogue who thought they already knew everything about him, right? They looked at each other and they said, isn't that Joseph's son? Right? He's standing up there preaching and, and teaching and how's he know all this stuff? We know who his parents are. We, we saw him growing up. See, the Bible makes it plain that a lot of the things that we think we see, we don't really see much of anything. We don't see the truth. Have you rejected the truth because the truth doesn't come in the sort of package you want? It doesn't 
match up with the lifestyle that you want to live. It isn't followed by the crowd that you want to be in. Well, those are not good work, not good reasons to not hear and obey the truth that God sends down to, to us from heaven. Now, in Elijah's day, all those many widows who did not care for Elijah and his ministry and his message did not keep that one poor widow to whom God sent his messenger from receiving him. In Jesus' day, the rejection of him by these people that we read about who thought they knew everything about him, that did not keep or prevent him from going to others who did receive him, whom he did save, whom he did heal, whom he did teach the right ways of the Lord. I can sincerely say today with all my heart, I'm thankful to have known Helen Dunn in this life. And I'm thankful for the comfort that I have from God's word that because God raised up his son Jesus Christ from the dead, there is a resurrection unto everlasting life for all who by God's grace receive Jesus Christ as the one he sent into the world to save the world from sin, from death, from hell, from the devil. I'm thankful for the distinguishing favor that God showed on me one day when he called me from my own way to his way. I'm thankful God still shows his distinguishing favor on people. Like he did that widow in Elijah's day. You see, the Bible refers to Jesus as the good shepherd and it says he knows how to go find his sheep. And not one of them is lost. He keeps them. But don't take it for granted. The people in Jesus' hometown had a big problem, but it wasn't a new problem. Many people had the same problem centuries earlier in Elijah's day. Many people have the same problem today. They're proud in heart. And God says you have to humble your heart and yield to his son, Jesus Christ. Or you cannot be saved from your sins. It's a lot like saying, God, you're right about everything, and I'm not. You're right about me, and I'm not. And he's right about Jesus. So what will you do today? I know we'll grieve but will you receive the message and the messenger of God, Jesus Christ? Will you be like that one poor widow in Elijah's day who wasn't even of Israel? Or will you be like the people in Jesus' day, the ones of his very hometown who 
rejected him and his words, even though they were absolutely true. I believe our dear loved one, Helen, has joined that other widow woman. And is now resting in the bosom of her Savior. And may God be pleased to comfort you who mourn. And may God be pleased to sound the alarm of warning in your heart if you are taking your spiritual condition before God for granted. Because you could live as long or longer than our dear loved one Helen did. But one day, as the scripture says, prepare to meet thy God. So may God help us. I need his help. I'm glad that in the Psalms, the psalmist said very simply, help, Lord. He will. He does. And most of the time, if we would be honest, we'd admit he's really the only one who can. So may God bless you in the way you need to be blessed. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear gracious God, we come before you and we're so thankful, Lord, that you've given us so many things, most of all the truth. And Lord, may we realize the one thing we need that only you can give. And we ask, Lord, that you will help us, help us through today. And when other days come, according to your will, help us through those also. And we thank you, Lord, that we have that blessed assurance because of what you've done through your son, Jesus Christ. And if any do not have that assurance today, Lord, may you give it to them by faith. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you.